that's interesting, actually. Surely you just put the anti-vaxxers on one floor. Your, your <laughs> building's like <laughs> 20 floors high. Moving swiftly on from whether we can be racist to white people, Sam. <laughs> Let me change the topic whilst we can. In his second term at Hogwarts School of Mozambique and Wizardry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Critical Banter, where you take the best bits from your favorite late night shows and package them into a podcast. So for today's episode, we'll be playing Mad Libs, as well as ranking the characters from the popular Netflix show Squid Game on Compare and Contrast. Before those segments, throughout the week, we've got me and Miguel, we've got Rohit. G'day, g'day. And we've got Sen. Hello, boys. Uh, this week, the government said that come 1st of December, whether you're unvaxxed or vaxxed, it's... You can go hammer and tong wherever you want. We're going to live La Vida Loca. And so my firm <laughs> sent out an email saying that, you know, come December 1st, that's a tentative date. We'll see you back in the office. And last week they sent out a survey as well, just saying, you know, how comfortable are you working with people who are unvaccinated? And well, I, I clearly said with my chest, I don't want to fucking work anywhere near people who are unvaccinated. Get the swine away from me. <laughs> Turns out my work has quite a, a vocal minority of unvaxxed people. And they're like, where does this, how does the firm stand with, you know, and they were pulling out like legislation and like doctorates from like the, the US, like about people forcing people to get vaccinated and like, you know, there's no medical based evidence of this. They haven't done enough trials, blah, blah, blah. And I, w- I was frankly shocked, to be honest. Like, I, I thought I worked with, you know, quite intelligent people, well educated people. Turns out there's at least, I reckon, 20%, maybe, maybe not 20, 15%. 20%. There is quite a lot of people who are not willing to get vaccinated, and I'm going to have to soon mingle with them because we had like a town hall, and like people were sending in anonymous questions, and like the questions about Anvax, like they were getting three, four hundred likes, and like like an- anonymous likes or is it anonymous like, likes? Um, yeah, it's anonymous. Likes. So it was all anonymous. All anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't see any of it, but there was like a decent chunk of people who were against it, and I'm frankly scared. Wow, hey. That's um, that's interesting, actually. Surely you just put the anti-vaxxers on one floor. Your, your building's like <laughs> 20 floors high. I'm pretty sure that's still discrimination of some sort. It's still segregation. Isn't that why yeah, Rosa you guys, Parks... Can, like, you guys can get the penthouse and they can have the one below that. That's fine. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, Have your work like already said like when you have to go back to the office? And is there like a... Have they already sent out feelers of like the people who are vaxxed versus unvaxxed? Yeah, no, my workplace is also the same in terms of like in every email they sign talk about how, you know, it's a option to get vaccinated. You know, they're not trying to force it upon people. They're very careful with their words. I feel like we're the same. There's a big vocal minority. If you, ta- if you start to say that it's forced or you have to get vaccinated to work, it's going to start chirping. So my workplace is very careful in saying whether they support vaccinations or not. It's like... um. You know how during Pride Month, like all the workplaces suddenly just chuck out rainbow flags left, right, and center? Yeah. Bro, they just go where the tide turns. Like when it was like, <laughs> when it was vaccinations are mandatory and you can't go into the office unless you're vaccinated, they're like, you know, all for vaccinations, anti vax people should be like lynched, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> suddenly when it's an option, it's like, oh, we're accommodating, we're equal opportunity, we love you guys, you know, mingle together, all that sort of stuff. Wasn't there also like a um, a restaurant chain recently, Rache's, Rache's, however you want to say it? They're saying like they're not going to open until everyone can go in. Because here in Sydney, it's like soon places are opening up just for vaccinated people. Whereas this company has taken a stand. They're like, we don't want to, you know, exclude people. 
We're about equal mm. opportunity, blah, blah, blah. So we're only going to open up when we can allow vaxxed, unvaxxed, you know, anyone in, which I think is outrageous, low key. It's Maybe it's just a gimmick. Like Qantas and stuff, like airlines are very staunch. We're not going to let you on the planet unless you're vaccinated. But I think with businesses and all that sort of stuff, like it's a little bit harder to have that stance because like you, you might be turning away like 30% of your um, clientele potentially. I saw a comment for the Rashes one that they're only doing that because 90% of their clients are anti-vax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like where they're located are in the hotspots of the anti-vax <laughs> movement potentially. Oh, man, you see, now this is why I'm not trusting anyone anymore. Like, <laughs> now that you mentioned that, it's actually true. It's like, that's probably why they're doing it. They take a but stance when it's convenient. Mm. I'm, I'm standing by my thoughts, though. I'm not going anywhere near an office space if I know that there are unvaxxed people there. Proudly unvaxxed, no less. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're even more dangerous. They're licking the desks. Bro. <laughs> they're, they're that proud. Should there be like name tags or something? Should there be some sort of <laughs> visible differentiator? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you're vaxxed if I'm sitting next to you, Sen, unless I ask you about it, which is a kind of weird conversation. <laughs> no, but that's why you have the vaccine passport. Just whip it out. <laughs> what? Now, surely you've got to wear like a wristband or something, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's like green for vax, red for not. (laughs) It's like VIP access at a festival. Yeah, it's like if you're under 18, you have to wear the wristband so you can't drink or whatever. Uh, It's not a bad idea. I like it. I think our office has said, um, well, they were potentially going full remote. Like they were thinking about giving up the lease for our office space full stop. Shit. I'm pretty sure um, I think Atlassian did that as well. Like one of the biggest. Um, tech firms here in Australia did like a fully um, work from home. I think Google as well, I think, did the same thing. No, Google did something rogue, bro. They're like, if you work from home, because I think they think, especially in the US, if you work in a different state for the same job, you get a different wage. So, for example, like New York, you learn 10% more than if you work in Texas or something, right? So, the hack is you work in New York, but you work from home in Texas. So, you get the best of both worlds, right? You get the better wage, but you live at home. So, they're like, if you work from home, you don't get the high wage anymore. You get like the baseline I'm all for wage that, to or be something honest. like that. Nah, bro, that's a rot. I'm all for that. Of course <laughs> you are, you capitalist pig. So the business is like, oh, by the way, you go home, you pay for your own Wi-Fi, you pay for your own facilities, and I'll pay you 10% less because you live in Texas or Arkansas. Yes. Mississippi. <laughs> okay, we get it. You know some states. <laughs> Stop naming them. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what Google's doing, bro. It's disgusting. So, like, you can read SEC report filings on, like, how much executives get paid at these big firms. And so, I was bored one day. So, I was going through- You know, that's international, right? Video. Is it? Yes. Even Australian companies do that. The annual report. I didn't know that. Whatever. The TikTok only said- <laughs> So, I went and read the, the uh, SEC filings. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, actually, they were, um, they were, like, talking about how if you wanted to get a job or something like that, read the SEC report. It'll tell you about- you know, what the company's mission statement or whatever, right? But I was going through the report because I was kind of bored. Um, and this is a rogue way to spend just free time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How much spare time I have. And um, it, did they disclose like how much the executives earn at big companies? Mm. So I looked at like um, what my old tech firm earned, and then CEO was like 9 million. I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of money. Jesus. Mr. Uh, Sundar from Google, $250 million. Last Excuse year. me? Is that in stocks or in actual cash he's getting that? It's mostly in stocks, but still. That's outrageous. Unreal. I'll take a tenth of that, thank you. Or even a hundredth. Really, any part of that part. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of questionable firm decisions, this week uh, here in Australia, uh, PwC Australia have uh, been under fire for 
actions that happened at I think it was like a team team building event or something like that. And so it was like HR executives as well that came out and they put on like a sketch comedy show, you know, Saturday Night Live. I'm sure they do sort of similar things. Critical banter podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so a part of this sketch show, they had a sketch where they had a sketch about the coronavirus and they had someone dress up as the Wuhan bat. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and they've copped a lot of criticism for this in um, in social media and Instagram and it's even gone into like print media now as well. And so, and I think uh, as part of that as well, they had like a trivia game and they had, they had like the logos and they had, and the question was, oh, pick the logo that shows communism. And the correct really? answer was and the correct answer was the Huawei logo. <laughs> you can't be doing that. Are you that. serious? You can't be doing that. You just can't so, be doing that. So right now, the PWC CEO like straight up just said, you know, like we're launching an investigation into this, blah, blah, blah. Like and apparently, like what I've heard, this is all rumors at this point, this part. Um, but apparently this was like signed off by multiple partners. Apparently, like a lot of higher up people's like signed off on this so they saw like what they were going to do and they thought you know that's fine you know i'm sure this is fine in 2021 that you can get away with racially profiling and <laughs> abusing especially when like when you consider like pwcc uh pwc like the div- diversity like i'm sure you know what like 20 percent, 30 percent asian so you can imagine like a lot of people are upset about this and mm. what i've heard is apparently like the hr people are going to take the blame for this even though it was signed off by higher ops and they're basically being thrown under the bus. Scapegoats. Scapegoats, essentially scapegoats, yeah. And they're getting forced to sign like NDAs and everything. This is outrageous. This no, is, like, but the outrageous the thing is, is that the person that dress up as a bat, if you see in the article, it's they're the head of diversity and inclusion. <laughs> First of all, how is that a role? How do you get qualified for that role? And secondly, clearly old mate over here wasn't. I, that is a I, little bit, that's crazy. First of all, was it a Batman outfit? Like, what was the... No, it was just was a bat. It was literally just an anatomically accurate <laughs> <Correct>. bat. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even get a right, bro. It should have been a pangolin. It should have been a pangolin, not a bat. <laughs> you want to be accurate. But I just don't understand, like, at what point someone, like, as if no one just raised the question. Not even just, like, just to, just to like, did someone at some point be like, is this the right thing to do? Is anyone, like, was it the writing stage when they were rehearsing for it? When they were getting approval, yeah. there were so many parts, <laughs> so many steps where they could have just for once they just thought about it. Just, just they had to buy it. the costume and expense it to the firm. Actually, at that <laughs> point, you see large bat costume. <laughs> you're you're asking questions. Surely, is this is this what is this the world we live on now? Like where this this sort of behavior is okay, and we're just accepted to expected to just accept it. Like it's fine. Like can we be racist towards white people now? Is that, is That's that, a whole other conversation, Seth. That is a whole other conversation. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, you've got to fight fire with fire. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on from whether we can be racist to white people, Seth. <laughs> Let me change the topic whilst we can. So this week, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, we are doing a tier list on Squid Game, which is a TV show, which was an idea right here threw up during the week. It's like, I've watched the show. It's trending. Let's do a tier list on it. You yelled at us to watch it before we record or else. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so what I had, so he said this on like a Wednesday, right? So today's Saturday of recording. Friday night last night, we hopped on Warzone and Rohit's just like, boys, have you finally watched Squid Game? And that's when I clicked. I knew I was meant to do something this week. <laughs> so like 11 p.m., I'm like, brother, I have not watched it. And he was like, what do you mean, bro? It's like a whole season. We're recording tomorrow, aren't we? And my brother, trust the process. Even though I don't watch TV shows at all, trust the process. 
So after we hopped off at midnight, mate, I, I started you know, season episode one, 12, episode two, 1 a.m., episode three, mm. 2 p.m., episode four, 3, 3 a.m., and up to season at like 5 a.m., bro, I got hooked. It was on a real show. <laughs> I slept wow, at 5 a.m. <laughs> and then Jeez. obviously I have a dog. My dog was barking at 8 a.m. So that's three hours of sleep for me. So I'm already like half awake, right? But already in my head, I'm like, I want to know what happens next in this TV show. I can't go back to sleep mm. without knowing. So I hop back on it. I'm watching the rest of the oh season. By 11 a.m., boys. Nine hours of Squid Game watched. Are you serious? <laughs> Mate, I sped run it. I can't be helped. Yeah, that is, a, that is a massive, impressive effort. Like, I did not think you would get through the episodes at all. Because you <laughs> had no faith in me last night. Dude, nine episodes, uh, an hour, give or take. Dude, each. they were an hour as well. I thought it, I thought they were half an hour, and I'm like, oh, I could probably smash that in one night. No, they're an hour. That's nine hours worth, ten hours even, because someone's just like over one, just over an hour. But there is one episode that's like forty minutes. No, that's why I said I'm like right here, bro. Some of them are half an hour. Relax. And he's like, no, there's just one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, shit. I fucked up my timing here. But what I didn't know, and thank God, is Netflix have just like the lecture, just like our uni lectures. They have like a 1.25 mm. speed, a 1.5 speed. So, you know those scenes where they're trying to build dramatic effect and like it drags on, you know. <laughs> no, you're they, don't want, drama. they don't want you to know. They want you <laughs> to be in suspense. Eh, whatever. I'll, the plus 10 seconds thing as well. We can skip 10 seconds. Oh, That's mate. You didn't watch it properly then. No. You used <laughs> Unreal. I know the full plot. I don't care. The only time you can skip stuff is the intro music like we discussed last mm. week. You can't just yeah. be skipping... Dialogue, dialogue, and like, exactly. oh, yeah, dude. They get so to the same conclusion, it. bro. Like, whether I know the backstory or not, yeah, same conclusions. I'm saying with my chest, I have watched the entirety of season one of Squid Game. I read a um, Netflix article about how, oh, not a Netflix article, just an article about Netflix and how um, they've like inspired binge watching because, like, before, right, an episode would come out once a week, but now Netflix drops like this whole season in one day, and they were talking about how, like, um, a bit of community is lost because you're all on the same page if an episode comes out once a week, you're hopping on the mm. forums, you're talking about it, oh, what's going to happen next? Now it's like you watch everything at once and then you talk about kind of the whole show in its entirety versus yeah. each individual episode. I prefer the weekly, like living and dying every week, the roller coaster. I remember like Game of Thrones especially yeah, the I was last few say. seasons. So the last season especially, like as soon as the episode dropped, like message the boys, have you watched it yet? Go on Reddit, read the like Reddit threads. You gotta you gotta block out social media before you watch it as well. Yeah, (laughs) because Game of Thrones was all over the place. Oh, that was that'll never happen again. Because like, especially like you said, with all these streaming services, they just drop it all in one go. Where's the suspense? Disney, Disney is dropping it one at a time. They're standing firm. Disney Plus, I think Apple as well. So like, I don't know if anyone watches Ted Lasso, but they do one episode a week. Pretty good, but doesn't have the same i don't know it doesn't it just doesn't hit the same it's not like the cultural phenomenon that like game of thrones was for example or even like how i met your mother back in the day but the thing is i kind of like binging like i kind of enjoy the fact that i can get instantly gratified <laughs> i think that's a whole other <laughs> issue <laughs> hooked to the dopamine of instant gratification dude my dopamine it's just going off the charts every single time. <laughs> to be fair squid game was a good series but like it's apparently on track to be the most the biggest, watched yeah. or the biggest Netflix show. And for those of you who haven't seen it, there will be we'll be spoiling it later on, so don't worry about that. You'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll be seeing it pretty soon. <laughs> you, you, However, get through it quicker than I did. <laughs> exactly. It was good. But was it that good? Migs, what's your judgment on Squid Game? How do I talk about this without spoiling it is the question. 
I've no, I feel like because at the end of most episodes there was a cliffhanger, so I feel like if mm. it was a weekly thing, you're hooked. Because like the reason why I was up until like five a.m. is because there was a cliffhanger. So, I'm, but I could already watch the next episode. So I'm like, fuck, mm. I gotta watch it. I gotta know what happens. So I feel like that's taking away from it. The fact you can watch the whole thing at one go. I feel like if it was a weekly thing, you'd have been more emotionally invested. You like, I can't. I was emotionally invested. There was there was some parts in it though. Uh, I won't spoil it, but there was some parts which I didn't really enjoy. But whatever. Let's move on to some segments. All right, guys. The game this week is Mad Libs. I'm going to ask you for some words. We're going to put them into a paragraph and see what comes out. So, Manny, you're first up, and your passage is about Snow White. So, from you, I'm going to need the following. I'm going to need an adjective. What's an adjective again? Uh, describing word. Yeah, right. Um, creepy. Seems like an attack. Um, <laughs> occupation. Occupation. Chauffeur. Mm. All right. Another adjective. Wet. Wait, is chauffeur a reference to Squid Game? Yeah, that's all I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> this man's on a binge still. Um, sorry, what was the adjective? Wet. Righto. Um, a noun. Nunchuck. <laughs> uh, color. Magenta. Uh, number. Seven and a half. It's not okay. Fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> fantasy creature. Plural. Zombies. Zombies. All right. Uh, another noun. Battery. Verb ending in s. How many fucking words are there? <laughs> Screams. Um, food. Rice. Uh, noun. Bin. Type of material. Rune. <laughs> Good. Mate. Is rune a real thing? It's, it's real on RuneScape, so it's real to us. <laughs> uh, type of container. Uh, duffel bag. <laughs> and finally, another noun. Noun. We'll end with a car. So, from the creepy fairy tale, a jealous chauffeur attempts to get rid of her wet step nunchuck. <laughs> Snow Magenta. <laughs> Snow Magenta. <laughs> Who takes refuge with seven and a half zombies <laughs> in their forest battery. <laughs> the chauffeur changes into a witch and screams Snow Magenta with the poison rice. <laughs> Snow Magenta. <laughs> And screams snow magenta with the poison rice, which puts her into an everlasting bin. Until a prince finds her in a, do- in a ruined duffel bag and awakes her with <laughs> love's first car. <laughs> Rune- snow magenta sounds just like a fucking ripoff, bro. All right. Ro, it's your turn now. And from you, I'm going to need... Oh, and your passage is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, excellent. One of my favorites. Don't butcher it then, right? All right. So, I'm going to need a noun from you to begin with. Mozambique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, oh. <laughs> All right. Then I'm going to need a famous person. You will get Owen Wilson. Mm, of course oh, we will. Come off it. Still on it. Um, a mythical creature. Uh, Hydra. All right. That's one, right? That's so a one. I don't know Hydra from... Yeah. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. What's the thing that... What's the, like, the three-headed creature? Yeah, it's a Hydra. It is a Hydra. Is that a Hydra? Yeah. It's Isn't a Hydra, that a yeah. Yugo card? Like blue eyes, is three-headed <laughs> dragon? Is that not a thing? <laughs> Stop. Don't worry about Next, it. Next, I'll need a noun. Um, loincloth. What? <laughs> what, are you, what are these words you've been giving, bro? It's a cloth, it's a cloth that covers your loins. I don't even know where my loins are. Um, I'm going to need a verb. Pulverizing. <laughs> uh, another verb ending in ed. Let's go tiptoed. 
Uh, another famous person? The one and only Vince Vaughn. <laughs> the one and only. <laughs> another verb ending in ED. Um, pulverized. Smashed. <laughs> Theme here, nice. Dramatic. Um, an adjective? Seductively. <laughs> Man's writing Brokeback Mountain 2.0 or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a noun, plural. Let's go with goats. <laughs> All right, and another famous person. Double D, Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> where did Danny? De- have you watched, been watching Danny DeVito movies recently? I know where Vince Vaughn no. and Owen Wilson comes from. I was watching a like a Always Sunny in Philadelphia clip. Ah, fair enough. Um, next up, I need a occupation. Let's go with translator. All right. Um, Adjective? Delightfully. Yeah, nice, turn, nice change of pace. Uh, adverb? Quickly. All right, type of material. And you can't say rune. No, I wasn't going to say rune. I was going to say mithril. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that your answer? Yeah, it can be my answer. All right. Um, we'll maybe not. Polyester. Let's be All serious. Right, thank you. Oh, now we're being serious. <laughs> I need an occupation. Accountant. And finally, an adjective. Uh, is this the last one? Yes. Selfishly. Selfishly. All right. So now, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. In his second term at Hogwarts School of Mozambique and Wizardry, <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter, played by Owen Wilson, is warned by a hydra named Dobby that loincloth will pulverizing when he returns to Hogwarts. <laughs> Ah, it's not great. Besides the fact that he is still tiptoed by Professor Snape, played by Vince Vaughn, and smashed mm-hmm. by Draco Malfoy, Tom Felton, Harrow get, Harry gets off to a seductively <laughs> start with his two best goats, Ron Weasley <laughs> and Hermione Granger, played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> also famous translator Gilderoy Lockhart has joined the Hogwarts staff and is the new defense against the delightfully arts teacher. <laughs> But now Hogwarts students are quickly being turned into polyester. (laughs) 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 But who is the one doing it? Malfoy? Accountant Hagrid? Or even (laughs) Harry? (laughs) But what if it's Lord Voldemort trying to make his selfishly return? Had had potential. It's just... Had potential. There was was a few blips there, I think. If I went selfish instead of selfishly and then like a bunch of... If I just got rid of the LYs and just had them... Straight, I think that would have been all right, but uh, alas, that's the game sometimes. So it's the game, and I think Manny's because his made perfect sense, sadly, <laughs> throughout the entire thing. I wouldn't have to give it to him. All right, boys, as mentioned at the top, we are doing compare and contrast, aka the tier list this week, and we are doing it for the squid game. Uh, we're tiering the characters, so this is your last chance, your warning. If you haven't seen the show and you do intend to see it, uh, skip ahead because there are many, many spoilers in the next 15 minutes or so. So, uh, yeah, spoiler alert. If you don't want to get spoiled, skip to the intro, uh, the outro. Maybe don't skip to the outro, just skip to episode one. Just start again. <laughs> <That's a joke. laughs> we'll catch you in a few weeks. <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> if you know this week's episode forty minutes, if you need an extra twenty minutes, episode one. And before you know it, you're back <laughs> to episode one hundred and twenty. <laughs> but yes, we'll uh, get into it, and I'll read out the tiers. The top tier is that's incredible. <laughs> you know, these are these are comedian jokes. You know, these hit the back of the room. You know, these aren't for the the masses. Uh, so the next tier below that is squid pro quo excellent we all get a bit of something out of this 
hopefully. The middle one is, <laughs> are you squidding me? Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, the fourth one is Squid Row, you know, like Skid Row. Uh, a, bit of, a bit of thinking went into this one. And the last one is Squid Mark. Oh, you don't want to be there. You don't want to be there. So, boys, to begin us off, the main character is Song Hee Hon, player 456, the main character of the show, boys. Where do we, where do we put him? All right. I've got a couple of thoughts on... Number four, five, six. Main character. Main character. Heart of gold. However, degenerate gambler who had his daughter's birthday and then used the money to gamble. That first episode, I hated him from the get-go. Dude, big time. When he stole his mum's credit card, that set the tone that he's a scum. Yeah. Yeah. He gambles it. And I don't know. But did he redeem himself throughout the, the series? You know? Heart of gold, as you said. He didn't want his companions to die. Agreed. Because, like, yeah, you're right. The first two episodes, right, <clears throat> he, w- he was scum because the fact, yeah, he stole his mom's credit card. He lost all his money to gambling. But then, you know, he also feeds little fish to cats, even though he doesn't have that much money. That is true. And then he, then he does redeem himself you know, as he goes on, befriends the old man, you know, forms a little But he lies the loyal. old man when push comes to shove. He swindles the that old man, true. shows his true colours, dare I suggest. With the marbles, that is true. And he got caught as well on top of that. Exactly. He got done. I think his positives do outweigh the negatives. I think he does have more redeeming qualities than bad. We are human after all. Exactly. You know, no one's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to put him in squid pro quo. Thoughts? I'd agree. He's, he's better than most characters, but I'm not putting him at the top. Hundo. All right, boys, next one up then is Cho Sung-woo, who is Song Eon's childhood friend. Uh, player 218, where do we think he goes? In the bin. Dude, in dirty, the dirty bin. boy. I hate him from the start. He's a rat. He's a weasel. Bro, he's the biggest mole on the show, at least with the other characters, right? They, from the start, you know you don't like them. But this guy, bro, is just sneaky, snaky boy, and he just disregards Mr. Ali. All right, my oh. man. Put a gun to his head and blew his brains out. That's essentially what he did. My heart broke when opens the bag. Rocks. Oh, rocks. I just got goosebumps, bro. I just got chills. From the get-go, he's a scum. From the start where he like, well, what was the first one where he knew the game but didn't tell the boys? Yeah. He knew it was the sugar game and he let them pick the hard shapes. He let them pick the fucking all that. Umbrella and whatnot. Dude. I don't get why he did that. That literally made no sense to me whatsoever. Why he disc- like withheld that. I don't I don't know if the show was meant to be like it's an even split between the shapes. I think he just wanted mm. the least amount of people in the easy shape. That was my understanding of it. And then what hurt as well when you had to pick a partner, cold shoulder to our main character. Four, five, yeah, six. Childhood six, friends. Childhood meant friend meant nothing. Not, not even an icon. He couldn't even get himself to look him in the eye. Before he stabbed him in the back. In the bin. Skidmark. Squidmark. Squidmark. I agree. Absolute Squidmark. Nothing higher. All right, fellas. Next one up is the North Korean defector, Kung Sebyuk, player number 67. Uh, dicey character, this one, boys. Where do you think she goes? Kung Bay Byok, bro. Get <laughs> her at the top. I, f- I fell in love. <laughs> I fell in love. What a character. No, dude. Dude. Oh, oh. weird. Yeah, but, you know, as the series went on, you understood her character. 
She's had I hardships. I don't think I still understood that character. She had hardships. She had to defect for a better life for her family. Her father died when they were crossing the border from North Korea to South Korea. I've invested in this character, bro. Don't take this away from me. <laughs> she Ma- Mother got shipped back to North Korea trying to get her back. Simple. It's a simple request. She wants her mother and her brother together, and she's doing everything she can. Yeah, there was some heart. There was some... My, my, my heart was, was tugged at with the scenes of her and her brother. But, mate, she's a thief, bro. She literally steals from people. Other gamblers, nonetheless. She does what she has to, all right, at all costs. What's the saying? Like, do the means justify the ends? Do the ends justify the means? I'm well, saying for her <laughs> and her alone, yes. All right, so where do you want to put her then? Nah, it's outrageous if I put her at the top. <laughs> she's not at the top. I, I'm like... Is she the second one up? Is she squid pro quo or is she, are you squidding me? Because I'm feeling, <laughs> are you squidding me big time? I'm trying to think of the characters. I'm putting it relative to the other kids. She was far and above most of the characters. Was she though? Am I blinded by love, bro? <laughs> is that what this I is? You're blinded. I think you're blinded by the attractiveness of the character, which I don't really see that. She's all right. Like she's not bad looking. This is a <laughs> squid game aside. First acting job, bro. <laughs> She's a model. Don't take this away from her. Oh, right. Okay. I thought she was like a nobody. Like she, this is her first ever, you know, big project. Nah, she was a professional model coming into this and then. Oh, let's be real, right? Like she didn't have to do many, she doesn't have to do much acting. Hey. Her acting was just. You said she tugged at your heartstrings. That takes acting. No. That takes acting. The character tugged at my heartstrings. Bro, all she did, right? The whole of her acting career was sit there, look angry and pull out a knife every 10 seconds. Unreal. That's all she did. Unreal. That's all Oscar. But I'm willing to, for the character alone, I am willing to negotiate and put her at squid pro quo. Bay should go in squid pro quo. Nothing lower. All right. Next one up. Uh, it's a bit of a tough none to pronounce. Uh, Abdul Ali. <laughs> I apologies if I got that one wrong, but player 199, the only brother in the show so far and someone that I have a soft spot for after two episodes. But boys, where do we see him? There's only one place where this man goes. This guy is an angel. First of all, the brown guy who speaks Korean. I love that. I love the diversity <laughs> in the show. Unreal. Secondly, no need to bloody grab main character number oh. 456's shirt as he's tripping in the first game, the green light, red light. Literally no reason. And he did it, Unreal. saved his life, and literally was nothing but loyal for the whole show before he got backstabbed. And then just within that, the sheer strength- to hold a grown man up with one hand, no moving at all. No movement, zero. Oh, Bonus points wow, in that. Wait. And you're right, heart of gold, you know. He kept calling him sir even if he didn't have to. Respect. He was showing respect. Hurt, broke my heart to get backstabbed. That was, yeah, that-, that, I'm the good, he, that. His goodness got taken advantage of, you know, his kindness. Yeah, he was so trusting. He was so trusting. And then that guy just, yeah, oh, man. This guy is going at the top. I agree. Right, right to, to the top. top. Right to the top. All right, boys. Next one up is All Ill Numb, player 001, the old man. What a twist. Didn't what care for twist. it. Did not care for it, though. Really? I will say I did not care for it. How did he fucking survive? He's meant to get shot in the head. Yeah, like, but he, so the whole point right, was like, he's like the owner of the game or whatever. And he was like one of those, that was weird. That was also a little bit weird. In the, it doesn't in the make sense. I'm telling you, things. it doesn't make sense. Like these rich geezers who just like watch the games and like put bets. And then turns out he's a rich geezer. But then he's like, oh, I don't want to put bets because it's not fun. So I'm going to play the game. Uh, uh, I didn't really understand the twist. But the old man played me for a fool. He, 
was nice, caring, like a little, you know, the brain tumor as well. He had a whole backstory. Actually, you're right. In the episode where he dies, that mm. got to me as well. You know, they they picked their partner. They're meant to be boys, you know, best friends. And then all of yeah, a sudden, friends. marbles. He's getting lied mm. to by a main character. Four, five, four, five, six. Four, five, six. Four, you know, he kept asking, what did I say? Yeah. But then, but then he lied about that. Yeah, but, but he even, lied about that. No, but that's fine. Because in the end, he's still like, you know what? You go ahead and take the marbles. I will sacrifice my life for you. Even if that was a lie, which we figured out in the end, mm. at the time, oh, oh, mate. I'm getting goosebumps again just thinking about it. Bro, no, no. I wasted tears on that guy. I literally wasted it. Like a single droplet came down my eye when that scene happened. And I feel so betrayed by the fact that he's actually not who he said he was. Yeah, you're right. No, I'm saying in that moment in time, tears. Overall, don't care for him. I'll be honest. When he died at the end, I'm like, that's what you get, you bitch. Squid Row for me. That's where I'm putting him. But happy to discuss. No, I agree. Squid Row. Not, not scum scum, but he's not in my good books. Pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. All right. Next one up. Actually, just as an aside, like this show is essentially just Big Brother, right? Like they get down on their luck people, like outcasts of society. They just shove them in a massive house. They're watched at all times. They do various games. And then when they're eliminated, instead of being sent home, they just die. I mean, this <laughs> yeah, is how true. Big Brother should actually be. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah, well, every it's night. cheaper than getting a plane home. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> just pop them off and burn their bodies. Just take bro. them out the back and just put them <laughs> in the back of the head. <laughs> there's Channel 10. There's your next idea for next year. Um, so next character is Chong Duksu. Player 101 and the guy with the snake face tattoo. The big bully. What do we think? <sighs> Rub me the wrong way the whole... He, as he's meant to. You know, he's the villain. Rub me the wrong way the whole time. He got played, though. You know, he's meant to be this smart, smart big guy, leader of the group. One, he gets played. Mm. Two, gets in his head when they're like, you see your gang, they're going to kill you at night. It's not going to be us. True. It's going to be your own boys. Got him insecure. So, he's not... Mm. He was a weak character that was meant to be playing a big man. Classic bully. Yes, agreed. I Like, he was just doing what he had to do, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he was a bit of an asshole, but like, man, he's just playing the game. Game's the game. But what did you What did you think? So, like, you're saying he's a bully, he's insecure. Did you like his character? Did you not like his character? At, at no point did I like his character. And you tell me there was a single point in the show where you like his character. Again, we take it back to the Marbles game when he... Miraculous mm-hmm. comeback, Liverpool versus Milan esque when they brought it back. <laughs> you know, he had one marble and somehow got all twenty. That upset me. You know, I wanted. I, I actually thought he was going to die at that point. Yeah, but again, you know, he was a bad guy being a bad guy. He wasn't a bad guy trying to play a good guy. So yes, for that, I can't put important. him bottom tier. But Squid Row still, he's trash, scum. Fuck him off. Agreed. Agreed. All right, boys, and lastly, Han Mi Nyo. Player 212, the manipulative woman who claims to be a single mother, which is a spoiler for me because I thought she actually was a spo- single mother. I do remember she was quite hysterical and was desperate to leave. Bro, she I thought she still stay, was. I, I thought she still was till now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, according to like Wiki Reviews Squid Game, it's a, it's a farce. She pretends. Never confirmed. That, that's what I'll say to you, Senny. But... What do we think of this character? 
surely, like you just mentioned, when the first episode, like the f- before they went back again for the second time, ah, she's like, just let me home, please, sir, yes. let me home. I've got a kid, I've got a you know, young boy at home that I need to take care yes. of, blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes, yes. And I also did like the fact, you know, when she went to town with, you know, old Snake Tattoo, that she was playing mm. him like a fiddle. I did like that part. Not because he was a sex scene or anything. That was good. That aside. <laughs> yeah. Just the manipulation of the big dog. So, I respect her. I've got a little bit of a different take, right? I respect her because she was hustling. She knew what the situation was. She knew she had to, like, play different sides to get what she needed. So, she was with the thugs. Then she tried to join the, you know, the little main trio or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, she was kicked out. But she was trying her best. And yeah, because that's that's how you would be in the Hunger Games, bro. You're backstabbing everyone just to get an advantage. You resonate with her. Bro, 45.6 million won on the line. <laughs> and you're telling me you wouldn't do the same thing? Just quietly. The funny thing is when you go and Google and you type in the number four, the top search is 46.5 million <laughs> won to US dollars. <laughs> how much is it? I think it's like 36 million US dollars or something. Sheesh. So, you for $36 million. That's worth more in Korea as well because like standard of living, you know, that sort of- Purchasing power and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Purchasing power parity. Anyway, that aside. <laughs> <laughs> Quick economics lesson for you. Uh- <laughs> Supply and demand. But no, just at every single point, like when she couldn't get a partner, when the t- t- no teams wanted her, she was just annoying. She was getting found out. All the people in there knew she was a manipulative snake. And no one wanted it, rightly so as well. But I will say, at the end, she did slightly redeem herself when she took the big dog out with her, played him like a fiddle till that the end. That was a big play, nice. Whatever one, that big time, whatever play. the line that, was till, you know, till death together. I will put her in the middle tier. Squidward. Middle tier. That's where I want to put her because, like, she's not a bad guy pretending to be a good guy or a girl in this case, yep. and she's definitely better than the thug. But she's not better than um, main friend yeah. number one. Yeah, you're right. Because like, you know, she was scummy, but only to her advantage. The thug went out of his way to kick people on the floor, bloody, you know, yell at people, bully him. So I agree. All right, boys, that was pretty good. Uh, listeners, let us know if you agree with the boys, or let me know if they were way off with their rankings of the characters. Because I know I disagree with at least half of them. All right, that brings us to the end of our spoiler-filled Korean-themed episode. Um, apologies if you could only listen to half of this week's episode, but be sure to Not watch either. the show and then come back. <laughs> um, and then also, yeah, quick shout-out to the TCB Appreciation Society. We see a couple of people join every week, which is always nice. Uh, this week, Victor said he was up to his fifth time of re-listening to the show. Um, if you think you can beat that, let us know, and let us know at what time of uh, re-listening you get brain damage. That's probably <laughs> valuable information to know. And to get all those episodes, you can find them all on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast apps. The most recent ones are also on YouTube. So if you want a little video experience, you can go on our YouTube channel, Critical Banter, to check them out there. And with all that, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>